0: This is the 10 Minutes with Andrew podcast. And now, here's Andrew.
1: I think of all the friends I've known But when I dial the telephone nobody Nobody's home 10 Minutes with Andrew, episode 14. I'm, of course, Andrew, and uh, I'm again joined by my dad, Mark Chancey. Not good news we have here today.
0: I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so.
1: Yeah, you, you pretty much did. In the NHL Playoff Ritchie's podcast that was quite a while ago now, you did say that They'll be out in the first round and do a course.
0: Out in the first round, and I take no joy in being right on this. But who didn't see that coming? Who?
1: I thought they could do it in Game 7. I, re- I really did. I thought they had a the chance.
0: Not a chance. They should have closed it out in Game 6. But when it went to overtime, we all knew where that was going. And then when Game 7 rolled around, we all knew where that was going
1: well today we're going to be analyzing round one of the class there's no game today oh to joy Leaves like oh joy and i uh go, go game by game pretty quickly so uh let's just get right into it let's start with game one
0: game one
1: five nothing with the maple leaves a blowout and, and, and i remember here everything was just Great. They they played great. It was The really Leafs
0: good. played a perfect game. Tampa came in thinking we're the champs, we have nothing to prove. Yeah. We're not ready for this and it showed.
1: Yeah, that is that's correct.
0: Toronto five, Tampa, no score.
1: That is correct. And that was one of the only times in this series where Vasilevsky didn't do well.
0: No, he was pretty average through the whole Series except for overtime in game six and game seven when it mattered. Game two. Game two.
1: Toronto three, Tampa five.
0: 5 3 Tampa. Tampa showed up, Toronto not so much. Matter of fact, I think it was uh, a little bit more lopsided than the score would suggest, but that's it. Tampa did what they needed to do. They got a split on the road going back home. So Toronto had to get a split in Tampa.
1: Game three. Game three. Toronto five, Tampa
0: two. Toronto five, Tampa two. Vasilevsky has not shown up yet in this series. He's allowed more than three goals in every game, or at least three goals in every game. Leafs now up two to one in the series. If they had any kind of killer instinct, Game four was there for the taking. They could have gone home up 3-1, but what happened in game four?
1: We'll get to that in a minute, but first, I uh, just need to say, this was also the game where Ilya Mikheyev had those two empty net goals, the last two goals, because it was 3-2, Yeah. and then Ilya Mikheyev had those two The score again. was
0: not totally indicative of how close the game was.
1: It really wasn't. Game 4. Game
0: number 4. Chance for the Leafs to go up 3-1 to one and own this series. But we know what a 3-1 series lead is for the Leafs, right?
1: Yeah, as of 2021, we saw what happened.
0: So Ta- what happened in Game 4?
1: Tampa Bay 7,
0: Toronto 3. Ooh, Toronto. You forgot to show up for that one. Sheldon and... Keefe said they wanted to get a little bit greedy and maybe steal 2 in Tampa Bay. Well, I guess the rest of the team didn't quite feel that way.
1: No, and... Uh... I literally have here, and this is true, they played bad from the puck drop because the minute the puck dropped, it was just horrible. They
0: didn't show up. Matter of fact, 3 nothing early in the first. I turned it off and refused to put it back on because I knew how that was going. But, hey, they got a split in Tampa. Series now tied at 2, heading back to Toronto for the pivotal Game 5. And there's all kinds of statistics on the winner of Game 5 going on to win the series. But, again, that was proven wrong by these Toronto Maple Leafs. Game five, what happened?
1: Game five, Toronto four, Tampa
0: three. Toronto four? Tampa three? You mean we're up three to two? Yeah. Going back to Tampa for game six? We are. Oh, my goodness. Just one more win on the road, and the series is ours, and we move on to the second round. Bring on game six. What happened?
1: Tampa five, Toronto three. Tampa four, Toronto three in overtime.
0: Oh, right. I remember now. I seem to recall them being put down two men for two different high-sticking calls. One wasn't even a high stick when they showed on the replay. Stick never touched Foote's face. But, hey, let's not blame any officials for what happened.
1: And I'd like to uh, just say something here. It seems as though in this series, nobody can even touch Steven Stamkos. If you did, you were instantly penalty. And what I have here is took two penalties and lost the game.
0: Well, they came out in the overtime. They were dominant. I think they were out shooting them 11-1 or a 9-1 or something. And all it took was the one. And Tampa wins. Ties the series. We're now 3-3, Game 7, Toronto. That's why you played so hard all year to get home ice advantage. Unfortunately, anyone who has watched this team over the last 25 years, especially over the last five years, they knew what was going to happen in Game 7.
1: And this is what we're going to talk about the most, I would assume, on this podcast is Game 7. Tampa 2, Toronto
0: 1. I, I have no comment to make. They showed up, they put in a good effort, but they do not have the killer instinct to close out a series again and again and again. And you know what's most disheartening? What? The post-series interviews with Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas, and all the players patting themselves on the back for how it was different, and they believe this is the team, and they're going to stick with the core, and they just don't seem to get it. you know what the definition of insanity is? What? Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. If they march out that same team next year, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. They're gonna do well in the regular season, and gone in the first round.
1: And uh, <coughs> let me tell you, it has not been an easy ride for Leaf fans, especially over the last ten years. Twenty seventeen with the Capitals. Ten years. Well, uh, they I, haven't
0: moved past but, the first round in is it but, nineteen but, years yes, now?
1: Yes, but I'm talking about like a specific thing. Okay. Twenty thirteen against Boston, had a big lead in the third, blew that.
0: You're not helping me.
1: Twenty seventeen against the Capitals. Lost that in six.
0: That one I didn't mind as much. That was that was the first year with all the kids, and it was good experience for them. And we thought there would be a bright future, but.
1: Twenty eighteen with Boston, they lost that. Twenty nineteen with Boston, they lost that. Twenty twenty with Columbus was a little bit different because that was the whole COVID thing.
0: No, that was terrible. They were up in that series,
1: and they had like a big comeback, I believe, in yeah one of the games. Didn't matter. And then that was the
0: play-in round. They didn't even qualify yeah. for the playoffs.
1: In 2021, we were up 3-1, and something happened.
0: Yeah. So the question I have for you, Andrew. Yeah? How do you fix it?
1: How I'll, I'll, do you I'll, fix it?
0: Do you I'll, march out the same team next year?
1: I'll ask you after I I say. Okay. But I just want to say what I think they need to do is make these following moves. Get rid of Kyle Dubas. Get rid of Sheldon Keefe. You you can keep Shanahan. But you, you gotta get rid of the GM, you gotta get rid of the coach, you gotta get a new coach, new GM. You have to get rid of Mitch Marner. You should get rid of William E. Lander. And I'm not saying you should, but you should consider getting rid of John DeMars. And I would say I I wouldn't I don't know about this whole Campbell thing I really don't know if they should bring him back or what they should do I think they will but I just I don't know if it's the best move. What do you think?
0: What do I think? Yes. Um, I would like to see Mariner gone but he won't be he's safe. Uh, Austin Matthews obviously is safe now he did he did play at a different level in the playoffs and he's he's got some room to grow. What I would do, I would look to trade Johnny Tavares not because he didn't play well or he's old or anything like that but get a couple of good pieces for him and give the captaincy to austin matthews tell him it's your team get out there and do something and see what happens but there has to be a monumental seismic change to shock the culture of that organization
1: and two things number one do you think there should be any change in management
0: well i don't think Kyle Dubas did a bad job filling in around the edges. I think Mikhaev and Kampf and I think Giordano was a good pickup. Yeah. I just think there's too much comfort in that roster. And I would love to see Matthews and Marner not be together, but that's not happening. I think Willie may be on the block.
1: Yeah. And what's funny is, 2021 against Montreal, New was really one of the best ones on the team.
0: Austin Matthews has two years left in his contract. Make him the captain, give him the two years, and see what he can do with his team.
1: And just one more thing I wanted to ask you about. What do you think they should do about two of the contracts? Number one being Jack Campbell, and number two being Jason Spezza.
0: Well, if Spezza agrees, and I think he would, uh, he said he'd only play in Toronto. If he's going to come back for 700000 again, sign him in a heartbeat. Still has some great value. Still has a lot of leadership qualities. Great on face-offs. Not quite finished yet. Jack Campbell, I don't know. Everybody loves the guy. He's such a nice fella. And he is not to blame for the playoff woes. Although there were a couple of saves uh, on the blocker side that if only he could stop those. We may have won another game or two, but not not, not to blame for the Leaf woes in the playoffs. And it was his first year as a starter. I'd be interested in keeping him, but I would not be interested in overpaying him. They're already committed to over $3 million for one Peter Morazic.
1: And we have no idea what's going on. I think he's still injured. He's still recovering.
0: I have no idea.
1: But I just think that this offseason, there needs to be a monumental change. I just don't think it's happening. I think they believe that the core that they have now is the best core they're going to get. And I, I believe last year, after the exit, that offseason, Kyle Dubas said that he was willing to bet his job on the core they had. And it didn't work out work so well for him.
0: I don't know how many times you can keep rolling it back and expecting a different result. The only thing that was different this year, they didn't have a colossal meltdown in Game 7. No. They were in it till the final buzzer, but the result is the same.
1: And they didn't have a 3-1 lead either.
0: No, but if they could only close, they would have closed in game six.
1: They could have.
0: That's it. I don't want to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs again, ever again, until sometime in the fall. And now it's time to say, Goodbye. let's go Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, indeed. That's going to do it for this week's episode of 10 Minutes of Andrew. Hope you uh, enjoyed. Thank you for listening. I'll be back soon with episode 15.
0: I got to go take an antacid or something.